Man up in my city on the roof, yeah David Duke when I'm way above the hoop, babe The Providence College Friars Top for the crossover The reverse Oh, baby The rush the Big East. The rest of the college hoops world. Setting the screen. Dunn twisting his way in. This is the Providence Crier Podcast. With your host, a PC grad standing in at four feet tall. He is the Providence Crier himself, Mike Surratt. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Providence Crier Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Surratt, the Providence Crier. Follow me at twi- on Twitter, at Providence Crier. Read our blog, theprovincecrier.com. With me as he is every episode we have boc uh you can follow him on twitter at boc all day um today is saturday november 27th we're recording this um few hours post st peter's game and we're just going to drop it right away um as we'll have another episode for you all for uh the big week for the friars coming up here but um boc let's just rehash our trip to the Leg- uh, Roman Legends Classic presented to you by Old Trapper Beef. We were in Newark. We had boots on the ground. Obviously, you guys heard our podcast after the Northwestern game. I had a few drinks in me. I'll admit it, but I was happy. Uh, but BOC, Friars lose to Virginia uh, the next night. Unfortunately, I, I predict the score correct. Well, not the exact score, but our score correctly. Uh BLC, what were your overall thoughts from the tournament? Overall thoughts from the tournament is I think it showed that, um, you know, you never want to leave. So we lost 58-40, right? 18-point losses and great, especially when you only put up 40 points. Virginia is not an easy team to plan for, especially when it's game two of two and you don't have a full three or four days to prep for them. That pack line defense is a mess and uh, it's, it's just a bear to deal with. And um, shots weren't falling. like. Sometimes, like, the shots just don't fall. And, I like, we had a lot of good looks from three. Um, and there was a chance where we almost came back and won it. And they showed some fight. So, Northwestern – so, you know, the, the loss stinks. Um, Northwestern win looks great, as does the Wisconsin win. So, one and one there with both of those teams. UVA needs to make a little bit of a jump, which I think they will. Both of those teams are probably NCAA tournament teams. You can hang your hat on that, and it's nothing to be upset about. I think it's status quo with maybe – sounds weird to say going 1-1, but maybe exceeding expectations a bit. So, all in all, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with how we, how we performed, and it, it keeps us on the trajectory, especially after today's win against St. Peter's, keeps us on the trajectory of where we don't have to do the mental gymnastics in, like, January and February of, oh, we need to win 7 of 10, we need to win 8 of 11, 8 of 12 to make the tournament, like – we're setting ourselves up to be in the driver's seat for a tournament bid come Big East play, which is a rarity of, of, of recent um, over the past, what, two or three, three, four years maybe. So um, I like where we stand. And I think I said, you know, heading into Big East play, we would be a tournament team if we get into that, get into Big East play at nine and two, hopefully 10 and one. And 
we're trending in that direction with a big week ahead. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I, I think we're actually doing some Freaky Friday thing here uh, where BOC is optimistic following a one-on-one tournament showing. Um, I mean, BOC, you, you did allude to it going in that, that you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be, you know, terribly upset if they went one-on-one. But yeah, I mean, we left that Virginia game and we're like, you know what? We'll bounce back. Yep. Um, you know, it, it is unreal though. Like, I think we caught Virginia at a horrible time. They lose to Navy. Um, what was the who was the other team they lose to? Do you remember? They got smacked uh, by Houston, if I recall. By Houston, yeah, yes, yes. So Virginia wasn't where they want to be, and you know, like I, I watched Tony Bennett's post game. He was itching to get back to that Virginia style of play, and like you could see it. Like he wasn't fully bought into his team yet, but he's much better at ease with the way they performed against us. I mean, like you said, we had open looks in the, especially in the first half, we had open yep. looks um, and they just weren't dropping. And then, you know, one, I think one critique you and I both had over that game was their, uh, their lack of pushing the ball in transition um, several times, whether it be off a turnover, off a missed shot, PC had opportunities to, really push the tempo and get some buckets in transition. But for some reason, always pulled it out and, and tried to sell them a half court. And unfortunately, Virginia is so good defensively. You get, you can't play a half court game against Virginia and expect to win. Yeah. Um, we, we, we played right into their hands uh, offensively and it's easy for us. You know, it's like Monday morning quarterback and say, Oh, they should right. have gotten transition when also they weren't really going for offensive boards a lot. Like they were settling for their shots and then getting back quickly. So Kudos to them. And also, this is a big – they also were really efficient in half-court sets too. So when they made a bucket, they were able to – they were able to settle into their defense. So it is what it is. I think you, you learn from the game and you say, hey, it's a really peculiar defense to play against. And, you know, we're not the first team to struggle against a Tony Bennett defense. Right. So it's – this isn't like a, hey, we lost to like a couple of years back, like a Brown, and you're just like, oh, great. The, you know, roof is caving in. It's a great team. They won a championship. What was it? Two – three years ago. Um, yep. So it, it's all good. And I think you were even a, a little bit pleasantly surprised. You were like, what's going on in the first half when I was just kind of sitting back in the chair, just relaxing, <laughs> legs were crossed. I'm like, it's okay. We're going to make a run. And we did. We did. Just, not, I, we did, but there were two, there were two possessions where Watson had a, almost like a tip in and Horkler had a point blank shot and it just didn't drop. And then Virginia championship pedigree, they counter punched and they grabbed the lead back. So all good. I think it's, um, you know, we're sitting six and one right now. We're in a good place. Yeah. And I, so I think my last note that I want to say about UVA before we kind of wrap up our thoughts on the experience of the Roman legends classic presented to you by old trapper beef, uh, Kihei Clark, man, I know he doesn't put up the stats, but man, that guy's a feisty defender for his size. And he was literally the head of the snake on that defense, man, his ball pressure, for our guards, they couldn't handle it. Incredible. Like, there are things, like, not to be this guy that, like, we, we had good seats and we were, like, watching the game really close. But, like, there are things that you can't see when you're watching them on TV. The way he transitioned and the way his lateral quickness is absurd. And you're like, okay, you know, why why Ben and all for this guy who's, like, maybe 5'7", five, 5'8", five, on a good day? It's because he's a pest defensively. 
he did not give our guards an inch of space. And there were about, I, there may have been like two or three, maybe even more offensive fouls by our guards that weren't our guards being sloppy. It's they were trying to get separation and they just couldn't. So yeah, again, yeah. again like, again, like these guys are on scholarship too. Remember that. Like sometimes you can't always badmouth your team and say it was a poor performance. The other team is on scholarship too, and they showed out. So, um, but you know, theme for me, all good. Move on to the next one, which we did. We won. And now we have a big game coming up against Texas Tech. Yeah. So um, credit, again, credit to Tony Bennett. I think he has an opportunity to really, really turn this team around come ACC play and they'll be right where people expected them going in. Um, but yeah, so, you know, let's recap the overall um, tournament. You'll see we had great seats all weekend. We had a fun time, as you could tell by our last podcast episode. What were your overall takeaways from the trip? Great, great time. Um, it's it, it was my first time seeing them play live this season. And it's just like you forget you forget how valuable that is. But, you know, I really reiterated the importance of it when we had COVID and you couldn't see them live and there were no fans in the section. It was just awesome to see basketball live. And like even in that loss against Virginia, when they made that comeback, the crowd was going nuts, even in like a pretty empty arena. The province fans were going nuts. And it was just so good to have that again. Um Newark, Newark, not the greatest place to host a tournament. There's maybe there's maybe two bars you can go to at best, and even those bars are it is what it is. Um, we had a good time. It's you know we Ubered from my place in Monmouth County, and uh, yeah, it was a good time all around. So uh, one of many for us to come. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I like you said, not not much to do in Newark. But for me, it was kind of convenient to have uh, red, Reds right next door and yeah. get run into the arena afterwards. Uh, had, had some big old beers. Uh, you made sure you made sure of that. Uh, we had some good food, you know, in good times. Heck, honestly, like we we were talking about this. Like it was so funny. Like you get good seats to a tournament like this where there's not many people. It's amazing. Like what kind of access you can get. Like we met everybody in it. Like. We met everyone on this trip. There uh, wasn't there wasn't a there wasn't a person besides maybe Cooley. I mean, I've met Cooley before, but there's not there wasn't a person we wanted to meet that we didn't meet because we were one of like I'm exaggerating here. We're one of like freaking two of like a freaking hundred people in the in the and, and we're from so, Rome. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So like, yeah, you know, I, I think Cooley was a little. The problem was we were behind Northwestern's bench for the first game, and then we we're behind yeah. BC's bench for the second game. Same seats, and. uh you know, I don't think Kulu was in the mood to say hello to us, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we, we got to meet, finally got to meet Jonathan Watson. Pretty pumped about that. That was a nice exchange. Uh, yeah. You know, we met Jamel Thomas. We talked talked to our guy, Fanta. Um, we met up with Jake Zimmer. Um, you know, the list goes on, man. We, we talked to John Crispin, uh, who was calling the games. Like, man, there wasn't a person in there that, that we didn't chat with. So th- that was a lot of fun. And then on top of that, got to shout out, you know, the crier faithful, I guess, right? A uh, few people, you know, said hello, you know, knew we were the crier, gave us our due in terms of uh, the content we, that we try and put out. And, and that was great to see, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's the it- first time that's happened to me. And I have season tickets. I've never had someone come up to me and be like, the crier, like, good work. It was happening all the time. It was a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, I, tr- I tried telling you the whole the anecdote of you need to be like Barry Sanders where, you know, you this happens all the time, so you hand the ball to the ref 
uh, but it was a great, it was a great experience and it was great to see everybody that supports us. And we obviously appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, um, you know, we got back. I had a long ass drive home, man. That was brutal. Great, but I made it back, had, had my Thanksgiving with the family. PC tips off against uh, St. Peter's and, um, you know, going into it, feeling pretty good. Uh, at least I thought I was worried about a hangover against UVA and it might have happened a little bit. And it sucks because St. Peter's, you know, say what you will about St. Peter's, but those guys can defend and they get after it. And I, I think they frustrated us a little bit in this game. Um, you know, PC only has a one point lead at halftime. Um, it, it wasn't looking great, but you know, the show resolve and got the W and especially with the injuries and illnesses that, that we had going into the game. And then during the game, I thought it was a good win for PC. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I th- so I think, I think where we're going to struggle this year is when we play teams that have like really pesky guard play defensively, our guards seem to struggle with that pressure, the consistent pressure. Um, so that's something to keep an eye out for. Um, St. Pete's, if, if I recall, they were ranked, they were ranked preseason second in their conference with Iona being number one. And Iona just, who did Iona knock, just knock off Alabama. Alabama. So, yep. so um, St. Peter's, even though their record's one and three at this time, their losses are to us, DCU, and then there was one other. That was a good, I think a fairly decent team. I forget who. Um, but anyway, St. Peter's is a good team. They'll probably, they'll, They'll contend with Iona for a conference tournament and automatic bid. Um, and with Manaya out, with Godin out, with Bynum out for some of the first half and the second half, those are the type of games you just need to get the heck out of there and get a W regardless of the score. And it was impressive to see um, – PC seems to really settle in in the second half of games. You want to see them play a complete game, but they have really settled in a lot of these games in the second half. And – PC flexed their muscles a bit uh, in the front court um, in the second half with Watson and Horkler and Horkler carried us. So it's nice to see us get a comfortable, comfortable win. Um, and, you know, you can look ahead and hope Bynum gets healthy ahead of the Texas Tech and URI games. Yeah, for sure. So it was actually St. John's who they also lost to. There you they go. Yeah, exactly. That's my one. But that's obviously that's, – that, that, that's probably a tougher matchup for them than PC is because St. John's so fast, forced turnovers – and turnovers is something the same players have struggled with all year. They were averaging 20 coming into the game. Um, and, and they only had seven today, and we had 15. So I think that played a lot into it. But, again, it was kind of like – it just seemed like there's a little bit of panic with, with the guys who were out and then Bynum going down. But they settled in in the second half. Like you said, Horkler was amazing in this game. Horkler mm-hmm. – I mean, Horkler carried the ship until Nate Watson decided let's it's time to eat. I'm hungry. I'm hungry from Thanksgiving. It's gone by. I need to eat. And uh, Nate Watson was certainly dominant down the stretch there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you look at the stats. Horkler um, finishes with 25-11-5. I mean, awesome, awesome, awesome stuff out of Horkler. Horkler uh, his- is um, – and I, I really do feel this way. I think he's our most complete all-around player. Uh, yeah, I, I know Watson- you said that. Watson's the most prolific offensive player. I think he has, you know, you can always rely on him offensively. Horkler does everything and he does everything well. 
He protects the rim. He rebounds. He can score. He can shoot from deep. He is such an asset to this team. And I hope, like, you know, we only have one year of him left. Well, this year. We only have this year left. I hope people really begin to appreciate how much of an asset and a talent he is because he, even defensively, he covers up a lot of warts um, with his athleticism and his ability to block shots, his help defense. So people really need to start giving him his due um, because he is not only a great player, but he's a team first player. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so just run through the numbers. He was eight of eight to start, finishes nine of 10, four of four from the line, three of four from deep. Uh, and to his defense, yes. He was a guy that when he came here, he struggled with defense early on. And he has fixed that kind of like a uh, Khalif Young type, except he's got a little more offensive game to him, which is awesome. Um, I wouldn't go as far as saying he's our best all around player. Um, but I mean, I don't, you're insane to say that by any means. I mean, he's, he's made so much progress. There's no denying it. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. Who do you put above him as best all around player? I go Nate and Al. Him. All right, I, I mean, I, I, you're rolling your eyes, BOC, but like, I think Nate Watson has improved defensively. Would you agree? At least to I an agree. extent. I agree with that. I think. And he's unstoppable uh, on the block. Yeah. Inefficient. I wasn't, I wasn't rolling my eyes about the Nate comment. Why? Are you, what are you watching? The, what are you watching, BOC? No, I'm ro- no, I'm rolling my eyes at the Durham Durham with. Oh, oh, okay. Because he had six turnovers too. Yeah, I mean, well, he's just too loose with the ball, um, and we saw shape. But he has been a great a great piece, and I'm not trying to uh, diminish that. I just think, I, I I just think uh, Horkler is just does so many things for us. That's fine. Like I'm not like disagreeing. You know, I I don't think you're totally out of left field here. I don't. I I don't. But. Um, but yeah, so PC ends up getting the win 85 71. How about that backdoor cover, baby? I oh, had no. PC minus 13 and a half that went by 14. Let's go. That was awesome. Um, but I think one thing that we should point out, um, as we wrap up our coverage of, of this game, hey, Cooley, man, 200 wins. Huge. It's 200 Huge. because the third coach to do so, joining Dave Gavitt. And Joe Mullaney, pretty elite company when you think about uh, the province program. You know, I read, uh, well, I didn't read. I listened to Dan O'Neill's audio book of her, the Big East book. And, you know, PC definitely has its history. I, I think I think that, um, I, I think that is something that um, goes kind of unnoticed for all the success that these other programs have had. But PC does have a rich history, and I definitely think um, Cooley. You know, say what you will about Cooley, and I, I'll admit it's tough. You see Rick Pitino take an Iona team in number ten Alabama, thirteen months on the job or whatever. Holy crap! But like at the same time, you got to be appreciative for what Ed Cooley has brought to this program. You talk about st- stability. You talk about for the most part consistency. Um, in a culture and like, I, honestly, I, kudos to Cooley, man. Yeah, yeah, kudos to Cooley. I think it's crazy, you know, it's crazy to see 200 wins. It seems like his tenure at PC has flown by. Um, and it, it's like, it's just, it's great to have an ambassador like Cooley. He does so much for uh, 
Providence, Providence College itself and the Providence program. And it's really well thought of in the media nationally. Uh, so um, he deserves it. He works his tail off. Uh, and I'm hoping, you know, sounds crazy to say, I hope he's, I hope he's here for, you know, 100 more. Uh, we'll, we'll see I'm what happens. 200 more, BFC. Here's the 200 more. Dude, it, it is a, yeah, cheers to that. Um, it, that's a, that's a, that's a long time, especially as a high level Big East coach. I, maybe, hopefully I'm wrong, but that just seems like a long time. But anyway, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get, we'll have that start. discussion. We'll have that discussion when he's at 300. Um, <laughs> other quick, quick mention about this game. It was good to see Reeves get back on track. I think he was, he, he finished with 12. Um, hit a couple, hit, hit, uh, hit a shot deep and then hit a couple mid range, uh, also from the line. So it's nice to see him get back on track offensively. I think he was a little bit under the weather, similar to Manaya and Goodine, um, today. So it was good to see him get back on track. And I don't know how long, uh, I don't know how long Manaya and Goodine are going to be out, but we need him to be, even if they're completely healthy, we need that him to be a focal point and uh, an asset to our team. So it's nice to see him get slightly back on track today. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, all right, BLC, let's take a quick break here, and then we'll come back, kind of wrap this whole thing up, and you know, look ahead a little bit. Uh, we'll have another episode that's going to come out um, to preview this big week ahead. But, but we'll touch upon that uh, and do some you know, sh- uh, shout-outs to end this thing. But first, a quick word from our sponsors at Anchor. All right, welcome back to the Province Crier Podcast. Okay, BSC, so the Friars get the 85-71 win over St. Peter's, uh, improved to 6-1 and one on the young season. And so here we go. Huge week ahead for the Friars. They got Texas Tech on Wednesday, 8.30 tip on FS1. Uh, on Saturday at 2, they'll be taking on URI. I believe that game's on CBS Sportsnet. Um and then they got Vermont, I think, I think a few days after that. So you'll see huge stretch coming up. And obviously I think the number one thing on people's minds is the health of the team. Yep. I agree. Um, well, it seems like the Manaya and Gadeen uh, absence today was just a sickness and they should be good to go Wednesday. Um, but who knows, you know, sometimes flus can take a few days. Um, and then I think the, the bigger question is Bynum. So he didn't play all the second half. He was noticeably limping. Um, Cooley after the game said something along the lines of it's, you know, they, they need to evaluate it further. Uh, to me, that's a little bit of a warning sign. And I know it might be precautionary, but those things, uh, sometimes the next day they're worse than they are day of, um, after, you know, you get some ice on it and get some rest. So, I think tomorrow we'll have a better idea of where Bynum stands and, you know, next man up. I, I, I hate making excuses. Next man up. Breed and Durham um, need to take the reins and do a better job of protecting the ball and being better lead guards, uh, pass versus lead guards, because um, that's, that's where if you want to qualify Bynum in, at his best. He is at his best at pass versus point guard and we need Breed and Durham to do something similar. So, whether we have Bynum or not, you know, Texas Tech won't care. And you need to step up, and hopefully our guards can step up to the plate. Guess who else won't care? Uh, the media in terms of, like, a resume building win. So, like, you know, just like I don't think people will talk about Johnny Davis being out for Wisconsin. Um, 
I don't think people would, even though the announcers bring it up all the time, right? With Bynum, they always brought up last year how we were three and six without Bynum. But I mean, that doesn't do anything, to be honest. Uh, Unless you're a real star player, you're not going to get that. Well, they didn't have so-and-so treatment. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I totally agree. And the real shitty thing about Bynum, man, he played seven minutes in this game. I thought it was really good in those seven minutes. He only had three points, but he had a board, three assists, no turnovers. Uh, He he hit a three, which was good. That was the only only shot he made on the game. But – he was looking so good, and on that play that he got hurt, and that was an awesome, awesome, awesome play. Drove yep. to the hoop, got the contact around around the trees, swung it to a guy in the corner. I forget who it was. Uh, Horkler. It was Horkler, yeah. That's what I thought it was. But, yeah, just a great play leading to a hoop. And you know what? You know, like I said, now just bring this up all the time. Last year we were three and six without uh, Jared Bynum in the lineup. But I will counter you with this, BOC. I think this year we are better prepped to handle something like this. Um, you know, last year we had Duke, but Duke wasn't really a primary on-ball guard, um, especially in terms terms of, like, getting the offense, uh, offense going as a pass distributor. We didn't have Durham last year. Durham is a guy, yes, he was a little loose with the ball today, uh, he actually had seven turnovers. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, uh, he's a guy that's capable. I, I think even though he played bad today, I think you can agree with that. Um, and I, I don't want to say he played totally bad. He, he did get the line nine times, made all of his free throws, which is huge. Um, but yeah, him and Bree definitely need to step up if Bynum's going to be out, uh, especially for the stretch. Um, I think you and I have talked about if they can, if they can at least go two and one in the stretch coming up here, they're gonna like honestly, BOC's bold prediction of being ranked going to the biggest play is now a real possibility. So it's gonna be huge for them to have next guy up. I agree with you on Manaya in, in uh Gadeen. Reeves, I believe, was ill as well during the Newark tournament. So I my guess is a stomach bug is going around. But yeah, next man up is huge. Luckily, I, I think with Bynum. It looked like a bad ankle turn. I'm not like a medical expert. My dad is a doctor, but it, you know, sometimes I like to make me think it makes me a doctor too, but it, it certainly doesn't. Um, but, it, it, you know, to me, it looked like bad ankle sprain. We've seen this before with Friars, with like Jalen Lindsay and stuff. Um, but we'll see. My hope is you got five days between now and uh, Texas Tech. Hopefully he can give it a go, but it wouldn't shock me if he couldn't. Maybe he misses a Texas Tech game. Maybe he misses your eye too. Hopefully it's not like a week-to-week thing. Yeah, and I, I think I think um, Texas Tech is – Texas Tech, it's going to be an awesome game on Wednesday. They are – they're likely going to be ranked. Right now they're 5-0, and and they're playing right now. They're up 20 um, against Lamar. So it's obviously – they haven't played anybody. I'm looking at their schedule now. They literally they've been blowing out teams, but they haven't played anybody. So this is going to be the first real competition, honestly, playing us. Texas Tech likely should be receiving votes. Potentially they'll be re- ranked. Um, 8:30 tip on Wednesday. Dunk's going to be going nuts. Um, it's, it's going to be great atmosphere. So Bynum with Bynum without Bynum, Manaya Gadeen, have them or we don't have them. You got to step up and play and be ready because. 
the fans are going to be ready to explode. You got to show out, especially when you're, you know, on FS1 on 830 with a chance to get a statement win for the resume. They already have two of them with, with Wisconsin and Northwestern. Let's get another one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it would be huge. I mean, Terrence Shannon is back uh, for Texas Tech. Did, did he have like an eligibility issue or injury? Yeah, I think it was something weird with the NCAA where I don't know if it was a charity game or something like that. It was something strange. I forget what it was, but he's back. And I was looking at his stats quickly here. Uh, last game, he put up 18. The game prior to that, he put up 16. 16. He is well on his way as 10 points now. So that's that's a guy who's putting up, you know, 15, 16 a game. Um, he's yeah. going to be he's going Big to be a step challenge. Yep, for sure. Uh, Lamar, though, I, I think uh, I think Bobby Knight's kid coached at Lamar before he took over T Tech. I could have that wrong, but that sounds right. <laughs> uh, who is that, uh, Pat Knight? Yes, yes. He didn't really last long, unfortunately. No, no, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I think health is certainly a question mark going in here, but it's a huge week. We'll have a ton of stuff for you. Uh, on the blog, um, gonna have another podcast episode coming up. I believe we got Jake Zimmer coming up on the next one to, to discuss uh, the outlook of the team and uh, how things are moving forward. So, big week ahead. Make sure you all follow the crier, follow BOC all day on Twitter, um, follow our blog. We'll have a ton more stuff for you. Um, BOC, any other, um, any other things you got on your mind? No, I think, uh, <laughs> I, I think this is one of the first seasons in a while where I'm just kind of keeping a level head and it's because the team's playing well, all things considered. Um, so win or lose, win or lose Texas tech. I think if you do a, do a split of Texas tech and URI uh, one way or another, I think obviously we would love to go to an O, but you split those games. I think you're in an okay place. Um, and then you mentioned UVM. So if you go, we'll say two out of three, then we're still status yeah. quo and right aligned with the, uh, you know, with a, a bit in the NCAA tournament. So let's keep it rolling. Yeah, for sure. I, I got one more quick shout out before we get out of here. Uh, PC men's soccer. Uh, the, the guys have advanced in the NCAA tournament. Um, they made it. Uh, they, the NCAA tournament for soccer is kind of interesting. They have like playing games, kind of like the NCAA uh, hoops tourney. But yeah, PC got a win uh, in their opener against Marist and then defeated uh, the Thundering Herd. Um Defending Once, champs, right? defending champs. Really? I, I didn't even yeah. know. Jeez. Uh, but, yeah, uh, school that, that brought, brought us Randy Moss. Uh, oh, <laughs> but, yeah, so now PC's got their third-round game against the Hoyas at noon on Sunday uh, in Georgetown. I believe they beat Georgetown earlier this year, and they, they were ranked number one. So. They yeah, they beat them. I believe they beat them three nothing earlier in the year. They lost to them in the Big East Championship in overtime or double overtime. It was an overtime. I forget if it was single or double. Um, it was golden goal. Uh, so this one's going to be a good one. The teams are very familiar with themselves. I wish we didn't see two Big East teams playing this early. I believe they're in the Sweet 16 round right now. So you don't want to see two Big East teams playing that early. But it is what it is, and hopefully they can continue this magic run because this. Providence men's soccer program is just, you know, it's very under the radar, but they're a powerhouse uh, nationally. Yeah, they really are. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I wanted to shout them out the, the previous pod, but I forgot to do it. But, yeah, PC soccer, go Friars. 
Alrighty, I think that wraps it up for today. BOC and I will be back. Uh, big week coming up. And uh, go Friars, baby. See you later. See you guys. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah. David Duke when I'm way above the hoop, eh? Cross over, I might go to LEU. Heard they sleeping on me, well, let's take them back to school. PC, you know we on go, eh? Feel like AJ Reeves when I'm off that pick and roll, eh? Fall down, bounce back like Emmy Hope, eh? I'm the alpha dog, Diallo. They was sleeping on me, that's what made me a savage. And he see me bumping, so we gon' let him have it, yeah. They don't want no static, we at the top just like the attic. This year we taking over March Madness. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah. David Duke, when I'm way above the hoop, babe. Cross over, I might throw the you. But they sleeping on me while well, I take them back to school. Man up in my city, I'm the truth.